1: The Opinion Line on
0: Cork's 96FM.
2: Now, Ryanair have come in for criticism yet again, and this time it's amongst Cork GAA players and fans. Uh, Mary Newman's on the phone. Good morning, Mary good morning gareth how are you i'm very well now this is an extraordinary story i suppose in the great scheme of things it's not but in another way it is it's 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 a, a business taking things a little bit too far can you tell us the story
3: yes indeed gareth i will um my niece and her husband uh traveled to manchester with their three children last week out to see their granny and granda who are living in um, Blackpool. So they regularly take the flight. They fly to Manchester and then go down into Blackpool. So off they went. And Ellie May took her Harley because she wanted to be training away while she's out there. Now she's 11. So I can imagine it wasn't a big size 36 Harley. It was, you know, regular 29 child's Harley. Checked above in Cork Airport before they went. Now she has taken it several times with her. And there's never, ever been a problem. They've often flown to Liverpool and went via that way. So there's never been a problem. The girl in Cork Airport was really lovely. She said, look, we put it in, it goes in with the buggy, wrap it in this little kind of a clear bag um, so that they can see what it is. Put it in with the buggy, off it went from Cork Airport picked it up at the other end, happy out. She had it for the week. She was outside showing all the granny and grandas' neighbours and she'd be training outside in the green plane hurling and she'd be hitting the ball. and Lovely. So they were coming home yesterday and they were checking in at Manchester Airport. They checked in, the three children, the mum and dad, folded on the buggy and went to put the hurley in. And the girl, I think it was a girl, said, yeah, what's this? So they explained that was, you know, it was wrapped up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they explained. So then a second guy came over and Aoife, my niece, explained that, you know, that's used for it's an Irish game, it's hurling. And we brought it out last week and we were told in Cork Airport to wrap it like this and to go into the over. Like it's not they weren't looking to take it on the aircraft because a lot of people have been kind of commenting why would you take a Harley onto a plane? They were putting it into the over oversized yeah. baggage with the buggy with the buggy. Um, oh no, we can't. Uh, that's sixty euro, sixty euros. So Paul oh, looked at them and he said sixty euros. Oh, yeah, the charge. So they wanted sixty euros for the child's Harley. that you know, 20 euros maybe to, for the Hurley, but you know, you know, children, with, especially when they love the game and she, she's yeah. obsessed with the Mogi. that's her Hurley. It's her, as she said herself, her best Hurley. She has about 20 more of them, I'd say, but like, you know, this is the Hurley that she loves, plays with, she has her grip on it, everything. So they wanted, so they were, so then they came, they went away Um. Paul asked to speak to, to a supervisor. They said, oh, no, the supervisor was in a meeting. So then they came back and um, they started bartering. Then they wanted 35 thirty-five ninety nine. So they went from 60 to thirty-five ninety-nine. So he said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, on a matter of principle, of anything else, like, no way would they give it to them, like, so they wouldn't take it. So this was going on now for nearly an hour. Mm. So um, eventually they said, well, it's not going on. So they took it. So Paul asked him for, you know, again, speak to somebody. And your man said, no, I'm in charge. So he asked for his name. So he gave him his first name, his Christian name. He wouldn't give him his surname. So they were keeping the hurley. So they asked for, you know, some kind of a receipt to say like they had kept the hurley. Because Paul said, I want it back. And I want to deliver it delivered to my house. I'll get this back. So they've emailed Ryanair. there. I don't think they got any response yet. Typical, um, yeah. A lot of people had seen, yeah, typical. But Fimber had it on his Twitter. And as you know, <laughs> Fimber has a lot of Twitter followers too, being one of the fewer, I suppose, GA correspondents. Yeah. I suppose everybody follows. So it got a massive traction. And they, Reiner contacted him and asked him for the flight number, the booking and booking number and an email address. He sent them on. They came back, said, give us a phone number. He gave them his phone number. Now, at this stage, they were up in the air flying, so he gave them his own phone number. So a gentleman from Ryanair rang him and spoke to him for a minute or two and said, asked him for the details again, gave them. I'll be back to you in 20 minutes. That was yesterday, about five past three. So that's a long 20 minutes because we've heard them all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we have, yeah. yeah. So that's Mike O'Leary now, the great Irishman. Yeah. Uh, taking a hurley off an 11 year old child. He was, gr- they were grand taking it out from Cork, but he wants to keep it in England. Maybe he's trying to promote Camogie and hurling in Manchester. Maybe, maybe he'll yeah. get on to Manchester United. Maybe we'll have a hurling team. Maybe <laughs> Mike O'Leary starts starting a hurling team in Manchester United. Yeah. And maybe that's the first hurley that'll be. Yeah in the museum there in years to come. Maybe they Which, thought uh, it was... So, Michael...
2: Yeah, maybe they thought it was a shillelagh. But,
3: did you know what the, the, the Iran thing is? There was a gentleman going on to the flight with a walking stick. Yeah. That was no problem. So no. I said, maybe she should have pretended it was a walking stick. <laughs> but to take it up, to see an 11-year-old child standing in front of you... Yeah. Upset. And, like, uh, like uh, we had been on the phone to them because... um. You know, because Aoife has gone to me, she said, she's not on Twitter, get for much but this Twitter straight away. And, like, I said, do not pay them. Yeah. And, like, first of all, Paul was going to pay to get the child's Harley home, but the, in the fairness to the child, she said, Dad, that shouldn't be done. That's not right. But, like, imagine to be looking like, it's fine. You can take it out from Cork, no problem. And the girl in Cork, she said, you know, They're lovely in Cork Airport. They're so nice. And the girl said, there'll be no problem bringing it back. It'll go in with the buggy. Yeah. So here we go.
2: I'm I'm thinking to myself, the decision decision was presumably made by the people at the gate. The people at the gate are usually the the crew on the plane. What they do is they kind of lock the gate behind them and they all get on board and shut the door. So they're checking on the passengers they're travelling with and looking after. And I'm just wondering, was there a kind of a cultural misunderstanding where they thought having a clue what this thing is and as you say maybe if she turned it upside down and pretended it was a crutch she would have got on with it but maybe i'm wondering was that the problem and then somebody else who knew the cultural connection to irish sport thought no that's only a hurley it's it's perfectly okay to take on but what i can't believe first of all is that the, the crew were allowed to make a decision like that without consulting with someone more senior, who obviously they did, who tried to contact you then after the Twitter storm.
3: Yeah, no, I think it was when they were actually um, putting the buggy in to, you know, where you check in for the flight. You know, you fold down the buggy up, of Wankark Airport, now, I've seen people falling on the buggy and you just you take it to a, a certain point. Yeah. And they take it from you and then you go through the gate, the board, to the boarding gate. So it was actually before they went into the boarding gate that um the Furora started. Right. Because okay. they were outside for nearly an hour trying to sort it. And they were waiting. And this guy came out and said, "Oh, well, he was the boss. He was in charge. Right. This famous David, whoever David in Manchester is, who has the hurley. So David went off home with the hurley. <laughs> 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 but, like, yeah. but there's the child now like her, like yeah. she wants her. And she was actually upset last night when they got home. Because obviously it caused a bit of a storm. And, they, and, and you're standing there with an 11-year-old, a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old. Yeah. Trying to get them home.
2: And they don't. And you have these
3: clowns. Yeah. Yeah, but of course. I mean, the, the, the little one, the second little one, was very upset because, like, this is all going on, and like, but, like, they took it out, so you can take it out, but you can't bring it back.
2: And we, like, what, and what I, I said, find, what I find extraordinary, Mary, is is that it's not that they refuse yeah. to let her bring it on; it's that they're going to charge her sixty euro sterling.
3: Sixty. And, the or they,
2: and who decided made the decision that they actually will drop it by 20, 20 pounds
3: yeah yeah like uh, that's that's like no we yeah i think they they followed it it the sports They would try to, like, say it's a sports equipment. But, like, if you're checking in sports equipment, Grant, if it's a hurling team and you have 30 hurleys gone out and they're all wrapped up in a bag, I get it. If it's a big big set of golf clubs, I get it. But it's a child with a hurley who wants to put it in with her baby brother's buggy doing exactly what they did on the way out.
2: Well, I've got Owen yeah. Carey, who's editor of Air and Travel magazine, Ireland's leading travel commentators, on the phone with me now. Morning to you, Owen. Uh, good morning. This is kind of a... Or is it extraordinary? Is, uh, I'm sure there are lots of things that, that Ryanair have said, no, you can't bring that on.
1: Yeah, it's pretty normal that anything that they don't recognise and you're clearly dealing with some uh, somebody who just did not know what they were dealing with, it's pretty normal if you don't recognise it, it doesn't go on board, the Ryanair terms and conditions are very much on their side, it gives them the, the option to turn down anything that will interfere with the loading and the unloading and the uh, uh, cabin storage and uh, that's what we ran into here, obviously in Cork it would never have happened, they know exactly what they're dealing with, they know it's not a big deal, a Hurley slips. Uh, very easily around the bags it doesn't prevent other people getting bags up but uh, Manchester was a different story and just to correct your caller there uh, it wouldn't be Manchester United that would be taking up hurling (laughs) Michael O'Leary is a big supporter of Manchester City so if Manchester City turn up playing against Limerick in next year's All-Ireland we know what happened
2: so if you see a couple of hurleys in the back of the net you'll know that's where they've gone to (laughs) that's exactly Well we know (laughs) one of them
3: is any May's hurling yeah (laughs) <laughs> just Gary okay. just can I just say there actually they they wouldn't accept it at all unless it was put in cling film or in they wanted it in a case. And they kept asking why has she got a bat with her? And they explained <laughs> it wasn't a bat yeah. I was like they wanted so they then told them that if you go twenty five minutes down through the terminal you get her wrapped in cling film. So that was a twenty five minute walk down and back with three children. And your little backpacks and your buggy, and then walk back another 25 minutes after you got your cling film, and then you give them your 60 euros. So, like, and then you're probably late for your flight.
1: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: Like they explained, in Cork Airport, we were told to wrap it like this. This is exactly how it was wrapped coming out. Would you not contact Cork Airport and ask them? And they refused to do it as
2: well. Well, it'd probably be a lot safer... If it was wrapped in cling film, don't you think so? Like, it couldn't be used as a. a, See, there's still a lot of people who who think that Irish people, we're all still hitting each other with chillelas, you know, since the war. Yeah, but it it wasn't
3: actually going on to. But, like, who was going to, if it was, when it was wrapped, who was going to get it? Because it was going into the oversight baggage. Like, it it wasn't going on to the plane where they could hit it. But, like, the ironic thing is somebody said to me, you can take your lighter, you can take a lighter onto the flag girl said to me yesterday, I could take my lighter and my little bottle of perfume. And I could uh, do whatever. The child couldn't put her hardly in with the buggy. So, like, I was going in. But, like, the ironic thing, if you gave them 60 euros, they didn't think that was going to cause any disruption. So, it was going to be lying down on top of the buggy, with the weight came out, nicely wrapped. But Michael O'Leary wanted 60 euros for as... As I said, to start up his own hurling team, but like it's, it's actually <laughs> appalling, and like I would hope that Ryan and I, like would come to their senses with this and deliver the hurling back to the child as a gesture of nothing else.
2: Well, there's but, the like,
3: challenge.
2: It's awful. Yeah, leave a this, Leave a Mary.
3: Yes. Yes, great, great and hopefully Ellie May will be back to her hurley in Glen Rovers Now, she'll be still there tonight anyway, training because she has plenty more, but that's her, that's, that's the hurley she gets the goals with. <laughs> okay, great to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot. So, look, and thank you so much, and lovely to hear you. Okay, guys. thank
2: you. We'll try and move it along for you. Come on, Ryanair, Manchester, sorted out for us. Great, uh, great Cork Airport Ryanair cruise all the time, and obviously they know the the cultural significance of the hurley. Um, Owen, stay with me because I want to come back to you after the break and talk about a couple of things uh, if that's okay and if absolutely i've got all the time for you that's brilliant thanks owen um and if you've had to leave items behind you at airports as a result of something similar to what happened this little girl ellie may and uh, mary's her aunt by the way and they're very upset uh g- let us know what you've had to leave behind and maybe we'll chat to you maybe uh, uh, <laughs> i guess c- like i can think of one or two things i was t- that were taken off me and i was quite shocked down through the years uh the number is 0833 96 96 96 We were talking to Mary Newman there. Uh, Her niece, Ellie May, had her hurley taken off, her confiscated, and uh, the staff at Ryanair in Manchester said, no, you can't take it on unless you give a 60 sterling. They objected paying. Uh, No reason was given, really, as to why she couldn't take it on, Uh, because usually when they leave Cork Airport, there's no problem whatsoever. It's just popped into the boogie and put up in the overhead locker. And there's still no talk uh, about her getting her hurley back. Ryanair contacted them yesterday at 3 o'clock and said, uh, this guy, Dave, said, I'll be back to you in 10 minutes. And um, luckily, they weren't holding on the phone. Anyway, Owen Corrie, who's editor of Air and Travel Magazine, Ireland's leading travel commentators with me. Have you, uh, you're, you're so well-traveled, you must have had a couple of personal experiences similar,
0: have you?
1: Oh, well, lots of things. I mean, extraordinary things. I saw uh, suites taken off uh, Somebody, because the gel, there were sort of jelly sweets, and somebody decided that was a liquid, and an awful lot of bottles get taken, uh, you know, olive oil, um, you know, uh, bottles of duty-free, things like that, that people uh, buy, then they're transferring in an airport, let's say, in America and they're found in the bag and uh, taken off. It's just, it's pretty arbitrary. It's hugely annoying for passengers. And most of it, by the way, is completely unnecessary. Um, I think decisions are left to people on the ground. Sometimes they're not very well trained for these situations, and they're the ones who do the confiscation um, when something is taken and ask what happens next, uh, it goes into a storage area. It's um, very rarely returned. They, it's, they, don't, they don't get into that business of returning baggage like you would a checked baggage uh, where their vans drive out to people's houses with, them, with the bag that was lost somewhere in Heathrow uh, two days later or whatever. Uh, the interesting thing is that um, Dublin Airport occasionally auction off all the things that were confiscated. And it really is beyond belief that something that would be taken off someone because they're liable to be explosive is then put up for auction at Christmas for charity. Uh, it really is. Uh, they, one of the most maddening aspects of the aviation industry is the arbitrary uh, confiscation of things off passengers. Now, the line air situation is a little bit different. They do have a very uh, strict policy. People, uh, if, unless your bag fits in a size, or particularly those who have haven't paid for priority boarding they have a, a standard charge of about 60 of, uh, euro which they, they impose on the gate and that's an that means that it's it's a higher charge than people who check in online and it's to prevent people just chanting their arm and what happened with the Hurley by the sound of it was it was regarded, uh, they, they went through a list there's not no Hurleys on the list and they charged what they would charge for a set of golf clubs I think um, Reinhardt doesn't like extra things like golf clubs. I was did a public forum with Michael O'Leary once and somebody put up their hand and said, uh, I really resent having to pay for my golf clubs when I go down to Spain. And when Michael O'Leary's answer was, fly with Air Lingus. <laughs> we don't want your golf clubs and we don't want you as a customer. So really, um, it, you know, you got to, it's pretty pretty rough, Garrett, but you got to admire it as an attitude <laughs> to the
2: Yeah, I know, yeah. And I believe cream cakes have been banned now as well. So uh, how does the bowl of shamrock get through? Paul is saying, does it go in the diplomatic bag? This is the one that's presented to the United States president. Uh, Right. (laughs)
4: The shamrock
1: actually is a bigger issue because under the U.S. Department of Agriculture, you're not allowed to import shamrock. So it, becomes, it did uh, a couple of years ago, there was a major uh, diplomatic intervention uh, to prevent the Department of Agriculture stopping it coming through. Um, there, uh, Usually you would expect uh, gifts that are given to uh, presidents and ministers of state and whatever to be uh, above the annoyances uh, that dog the rest of us but occasionally it does happen to them too
2: yeah I would have thought the drugs enforcement agency would be more (laughs) (laughs)
1: interested in it you've been smoking the shamrock
2: again (laughs) 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 I wear it proudly Dermot's on the phone hi Dermot how's it going I'm just you know what I heard of your story I'm still laughing tell us you had a bit of a, a cheesy run in with Ryanair hadn't
4: you Yeah, I was in France, and I like my cheese, and I bought, I don't know, a few kilos of uh, camembert, you know, the round Mm -hmm. packs, and uh, when I got to the airport, it was in my hand luggage. They said, no, you can't take that, you know, you have to put it in the uh, main luggage. Well, A, I didn't have another case of me, and B, I wasn't going to pay 60 euros for uh, putting uh, a few um, camemberts into the suitcase. they, then they started saying they it might be an explosive, so I said, well, I ate one, and then they still wouldn't let me on. And being able, to tell, being able to speak French, I was able to tell them, well, what do you expect from a communist country like France? <laughs> you know? so, uh, but the problem I find generally is the Ryanair staff outside of Ireland are very narky. They're definitely not on the same wavelength. Yeah. They, they're sticklers for tiny regulations. It, it's the difference leaving ireland compared to when you're in other countries is is there's this huge difference i don't know who's training the outside ryanair staff but that's where a lot of the problems seem to in my opinion lie
2: owen from your experience would you agree with the it's very simple
1: garrett uh, people in ireland are directly employed by Ryanair uh, in um, airports all over the europe they are contractors they're a local subcontractor they tend not to be enormously well paid the people who have the contractor forever fighting with Ryanair over uh, the Ryanair want better uh, better terms in terms of finance and everything from them feeds all the way down through the system as anyone who has ever encountered the beast of Girona uh, will this large lady who terrorises Ryanair passengers returning home uh, from Girona Airport, <laughs> just north of Barcelona, <laughs> there are characters that I've met on several occasions throughout Europe, and you would not cross them. But, but it do answer the you know as German points it says they are narkier. There is a reason they're not directing Ryanair employees, yeah. and sometimes uh, the contract goes from one of the service companies to another, and uh, the training uh, is rudimentary if it exists at all.
4: Mm.
2: Well, I'll never look at camembert cheese in the same way again. I must have a look at it actually in the supermarket. Derivatives saying that they thought it might be plastic explosives rather than cheese.
1: I have come across some camembert uh, which co- possibly could be uh, <laughs> listed as a weapon uh, under some some of the military uh, inventories. But uh, no, um, the, the camembert would be quite unusual. They tend um, it, 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 it would go by weight. They don't. They don't generically just stop uh, foodstuffs coming on board but you've got to remember a lot of countries, the European Union tends to be fine but if you're flying outside of the European Union to Morocco, Turkey places like that, there's a whole new set of uh, regulations that kick in that are imposed by the Department of Agriculture, and obviously they, one of the um, people will be very familiar with the pre-clearance we have in Dublin Airport. It's a magnificent—it's a magnificent uh, facility. You get through uh, your customs, with your with your your immigration and your customs. But the bit that people forget is you're also going through the Department of Agriculture. Their job is to stop any unsuspecting cheese uh, being put being brought uh, even into the gate down as far as the gate in Dublin. In in the airport, and interestingly enough, um, something that surprised me greatly, there's a lounge which uh, business class customers use, 51st and Green, in Dublin Airport, Mm -hmm. and it's the other side of the U.S. immigration, but there's certain food they can't serve there because they're technically uh, under the remit of the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
2: I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, what I loved about Dermot's uh, cheese experience was that when they said to him they were afraid that it might be plastic explosives, he opened the camembert and ate it in front of them. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and great to I, chat to you.
1: I am, I'll, I'll, I'll be, always a pleasure, Gareth. Okay. Okay.
2: Likewise, thank you. Oh, there, editor of Air and Travel Magazine. Wouldn't you love to have been there, like just standing there when he just unwrapped the camembert and said, So you think it's explosives? Um,
4: num,
0: 96 FM. Planning for your next trip?